What's up, party Welcome people? Back. <clears throat> hey, you ever have um, you ever have one of those days when you wake up, you feel so hot, you feel so confident, like nothing can go wrong. You just feel like you're on top of the world. Yes. Today's not one of those days for me. <laughs> me either. I woke up with a, an excruciating headache. Yeah. Yeah, for a couple hours. Hi, welcome back to the Here Now podcast. I'm Jan. I'm Dan. And we're back for episode three. We're back here now, episode three on YouTube, yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Janessa has a headache all day. I went out fishing at 4 a.m. Um, it's late in the evening, later than usual. Way later than usual. And um, we're just doing what we do. We're gonna Vibing. Get, we're going to get into it in a sec here. Yeah, you know, the lead up to this was pretty funny. Lead up to? This episode. How so? Because um, you thought I was drinking coffee. Oh, yeah. I was. <laughs> I got out of the shower and I was like, oh, she's tired. She's probably having a little just quick black iced coffee. And I was like, oh, what is that, coffee? And she was like, yep. And I said. No, mm. I said no. I think you said yeah. Like fucking with me. Like, um, yep. And I was like, oh, and I was like, or wine. Mm, it's wine. Because mm-hmm. mommy is mm-hmm. <laughs> annoyed. With the animals? Yeah. No. For those of you who don't know, we have... With the animals. Three cats, two dogs. Um, we had six chickens. We got rid of four. Yeah, we got rid of four. I don't yeah. know if we told you guys that, but we yeah. did get kept, rid of four not get rid but we donated them to somebody else another yeah. household yeah. one of our friends we surrendered them we surrendered yeah it was either that or i cut their fucking head dude down. i've been doing this thing and lately <laughs> and you know i've been doing it and mm. it's so annoying it's so annoying that i do this thing because i don't know where it came from but it started when i really noticed it is when i did it to you mm. And it's when I talk to people Interrupt like their children. <laughs> no, I talk to people like their children. You talk to people like their children? Yes. I did it to you. I was like, are you sure? Mm. Are you sure that's the best thing you should be doing right now? Oh, yeah. We were in a uh, we were in a tough, like, yeah. weird space. Yeah. It was the, after the first episode yeah. when we were, like, trying to figure out how to edit and upload all the footage and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we were mad stressed. Yeah. And then I asked him, I was like, are you sure? That's what you want to be doing right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I did it again after that to a coworker when I was like, oh, my God, you're here. Hi. Like, and I think that, that I'm I, I don't know, because I'm not talking to people like they're adults. Like, I'm just I'm talking to people in a way where I think that um, it'll allow them to understand what I'm saying. So I use the least amount of words as possible. And I'm projecting my voice and making it really soft. Mm to be gentle you know but it's annoying me because i'm talking to people like their children hmm yeah hmm so i'm working on that (laughs) (laughs) fantastic yeah so um we're gonna jump into colors colors yeah tell them about tell the people colors is Mm -hmm. when we put a color on how we've been feeling how our energy has been what the vibe has been for the last three days in our life Mm. individual lives um and yeah and i think my color this week is gonna have to be don't take mine dude i'll flip out (laughs) it's gonna have to be orange nice yeah Orange just like gives me very very creative um, energy. Mm-hmm. 
know when like you say that word too many times? Yeah, it's whack. Like, you I've can't say the fucking word energy. Already. Yeah, you just can't say the word energy more than <laughs> more than like two times. Twice in two days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I look at that's it. That's the energy I'm yeah. getting from mm-hmm. Orange. No, I'm feeling very creative. I started making jewelry, mm-hmm. and people enjoy it and they want to buy it. So yeah. I started a little Instagram shop. Come on, son, tell them the name. Enora Jewelry. Spell it for him. E N A U R A. It stands for like it's like. And aura, like it's in about aura. her energy. It's about my energy and about it's my getting aura. Transformed. No, but yeah, it's coming out really cool, and I'm having a lot of fun making the mm-hmm. page and like just doing all the little things to make people. The happy. page is beautiful. Thank the you. The post you put up today. Yeah. What, what's up, dude? Yeah. I hope you keep that. I know, but same energy. No, okay. When we do, I already talked to you well, about I hope this you, thing, I and hope I'm gonna you, tell them. I hope you have the same energy. No, but when I, it's merch time. When you do that, that's how you buy them. Yes. Okay. But Thank I you. did explain to you, and I want to talk to them about it. Oh, sorry. Is where I'm struggling because I have this new hobby, this newfound like passion. Oh, bus. yeah, that's the struggle bus. Right you know, away. I'll save it. We're gonna say I'll save colors. It. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I gotta stop hitting the. I gotta stop doing that. Working on it. My color is silver. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Just no. Nah. Um. <laughs> Because I caught a fish. <laughs> I caught a uh, silver uh, or known as coho salmon. I finally caught one. You finally caught one. It's in the fridge right now. We're going to have it hunt. for dinner. Yeah, we're going to have some filets. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. How you can go outside and catch Get your, your own dinner. motherfucking food, son. Yeah. I felt real sexy that day. You were. Yeah. Hey, he's even sexier because yeah. Indy gave him this gnarly oh scar under his eye. Yeah. I don't know what it is with me and scars, but like, oh, she loves them. when he has like a black eye or something's fucked up on his face, yeah. <laughs> which happens. No, yeah. no, it's probably so some trigger or something. It's just hot, probably. Yeah, yeah, it could just be hot. It doesn't have to be something, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Oh, no, like- you're peeling back my skin, dude. Janessa <laughs> does this thing. She's so aggressive with my hands. I have like this little, I don't even know what oh, this thing is, dude. Yeah. It's it's like this little, I won't even want to call it a skin tag because that feels it's disgusting. It's like a mole almost. But like weirdly on my hand and like if we're ever holding hands, I'll just like all of a sudden like pay attention to what she's doing on my hand and she's like Like this. digging it out, carving it out of his hand. And now like I don't even let her get near the fucking thing. And now like... My hands have been super wet lately, so all the skin around my fingernails is like soft and like kind of pulling off. And she's just rolling it backwards, going the opposite direction of my cuticle right now, dude. That shit hurts so bad. That's exactly. Okay. So we call it gaslight. So we call it gaslight, honey. Are you sure that's what I was doing? Yeah. I think that was just maybe how you were perceiving it. And I know that it's you saying that it was your hand that it was happening to, but my truth. Yeah, is that my hand was not doing that. I wasn't even holding your hand. Yeah. So. So. Are you cheating on me? Take your shit. Are you cheating on me? <laughs> okay. Mm. Maybe I should drink wine more during. Dude, get the turned episode. up. Me too. Let me get some. <laughs> no. Going back to rehab tomorrow. No. Nah. Yeah, that's what we had. <laughs> Colors, silver. Yeah, I caught a silver salmon. We're talking. No, but you guys, like, we're all over the map. You tonight. guys have been here with Strapping. us on this journey, this fish journey since mm. the first episode. I think we were talking about how you have been fishing lately, yeah, it's been three and weeks. it's like every day he'll either wake up at four a.m. <sighs> to go out with him and his buddy Devin, mm-hmm. and just like 
you know, fish for a couple of hours on the weekends fishing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, it's so sad because all this man wants is a fish. Yeah. But I wasn't so, getting, I wasn't getting discouraged or even really I know, really but upset. I get sad for you because I yeah. know how, like, how much energy it takes. Uh, <laughs> have a pen? Yeah, we're going to mark you down. How many how times we say energy? To go out there and do all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it's super exhausting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for you to not come back with, like, yeah. the one thing that you're going there for is... Yeah. Well, it's not the only that. thing that you go there for. You know, I know, but in my that is mind. the reward. Yeah, that yeah. is a, a large part of the reward. But like I said, there's been the sunsets have been crazy. Seals, sea lions with the uh, fucking uh, porpoise. I've never seen a porpoise. Yeah, before. and I went one day with you and our other friend Jeff, mm-hmm. and it's like, how many birds were in the sky? Oh, that was nuts. Yeah, they were like yeah. doing like a a flock it must of have been birds, a thousand like little birds, yeah. like moving in the sky. Maybe I'll like post it on creating images, now. but yeah. um. Yeah, it was just like all these birds were flying together. So yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it's it's a cool part to get out in nature and like get yourself. Yeah, thanks for that, Dan. Sorry. Silence your phone. That was so funny. You just talked about Jeff. He just texted me about Nuh-uh. fishing in the morning. What? Yeah. Cool. Um, I gotta send a text back. Yeah. Real quick. So Dan's been fishing. I have been making jewelry. That's what pretty much we've been up to. Um, and then I'll yeah, I wanted to touch on something on the struggle bus, but our next. I think the next thing we want to talk about, and I, I forgot when this topic came up. Last week. Post. Last week after the episode, after the episode we were exactly. in bed, and Dan has started to come to bed with me. Like, uh, oh yeah, dude, I started. Yeah. I've been going. Um, I've been waking up early for like a couple weeks now. Yes, yeah. because his work schedule is very different from mine. He starts super relaxed. Two hour, two three hours after I do. Yeah, and I work gets from home. Off two three hours after I do. Yeah, yeah. So he wakes up. A little later than mm-hmm. I do to go to work and then goes to sleep later than I do. But since you have been fishing and like getting active in the in the morning. Yeah. Um, been we, fishing before work yeah. um, in the morning. We've yeah, been able buddy. to go to bed together. And wake up. And wake up together. So mm-hmm. now we have pillow sun. talking time. Yeah. It's and not really though. I feel like I'm surprisingly more awake than you oh, are yeah. in the morning. Yeah. No, but like at night. Oh, at night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we chatted out. Yeah, we chat. And yeah. we were just chatting about... Oh, what? the story. What story? Um, that How we got here yeah. to what we're about to talk about. Yeah. The Don't Stop Believing. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, I got to tell that real quick. Yeah. Um, so I was on my way out to go fishing. I was just like... I, sometimes I'll just throw a prayer out like every once in a mm-hmm. while and I was driving out. And it's, it's typically like if I'm going to do something alone, um, I have a huge... I'm going to try to keep this as focused as possible. But when I go to do things alone, I get an overwhelming uh, like fear of being alone. And so if I'm going to do something alone, I think I like subconsciously send out a prayer to feel less alone while I'm out doing something alone. Wow. So I was going out to fish alone. And um, so I just prayed. I was like, hey, God. Um, I was like, just give me a shout while I'm out here. Something super simple. You know, just, you know, not like some type of sign. I wasn't really asking for like, I was like, just give me a holler, you know, just tap in if you could. And, um, I was out there, I was fishing. It was getting late, it was getting dark, sun was setting. And so I fish, uh, right now I fish under a massive bridge, um, with like cliffs on each side and there was a boat like cooking and slowed down and, it had no music on, and I was, like, watching it, watching it. And all of a sudden, it started blasting uh, the song Don't Start Believing. And it was, like, echoing under the bridge. It was beautiful. And I got I got really teary-eyed and emotional because I had a buddy. Um, 
me and all my friends and everyone. Um, our buddy Dan uh, Cabral passed away a couple years ago. And that was the song. That's like when, you know, if people pass away. like. But why that song? Like, what, what, So, yeah, yeah, them? I'm going to get there. But yeah. so um, when people pass away, like, it's just like you associate something with them and like kind of what carries on um, after. And that that's that song for, for me is is don't stop believing and um and the reason why is because in sophomore year english class i think our teacher was trying to teach us about irony and she put on the song like isn't it ironic and we would like break it down as to why it was ironic which was an unbelievable activity that gets me juiced you know uh definitely didn't pay attention but i like the thought uh and so then we found out that put this poor teacher we used to just absolutely steamroll her and it was me cabral our buddy chad uh colin uh, like it was like a group of bandits we were in there we were we didn't we just fucked around and so we took oh buddy jason bergeron who was fucking hilarious we, we took the stereo one day and clicked like next and i think it was don't stop believing and every day we would like she would be in the middle of a lesson and it would be like 10, five minutes left in class. Somebody would just get up and go turn on the radio like while she was teaching and blast, don't stop believing. So then she took the tape or something. She got rid of the tape. So then Dan Cabral would all of a sudden like start a chorus of don't stop believing like every day to end English class. And we would just scream, sing it over this teacher. Um, sucks for her. Great memory for us. <laughs> core memory. Yeah, for me. core memory. And so, um, so yeah, it was just cool. I, I and like that's not always, you know, that doesn't really happen a lot. Like I never I used to be so addicted to asking God like show me an exact sign or show me, which is funny. I had a conversation with a guy today about this, but show me an exact like sign or or give me an exact answer and it's like it doesn't really work like that. It's just kind of like at least for me it doesn't. I think over the years I've learned it's just like give me a shout, you know? Mm-hmm. And like whether that's like uh, like I like like it just came in the form of a song that day. It just happened to do that. Um, it was beautiful, and I started laughing and crying a little bit by myself mm-hmm. under a beautiful sunset. Love that. Yeah. But yeah. So that transitioned into me telling that story to Janessa, and then Janessa asking about. I was like, why don't we talk about God? Like mm-hmm. what we believe our relationship our with God, God is, and mm-hmm. our relationship with God, because I don't. Know, I think it's very interesting to understand others' beliefs. Yeah. And to hear them speak their piece about what they believe in. So, yeah, I thought it would be interesting to talk about. My chair? Am I in the wrong chair again? No. This one's squeaky. My buddy told me my chair was super squeaky. Um, sorry. <laughs> what it, we're going to talk about God. Yeah. We're going to talk about our relationship with God. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Hit me. Okay. <laughs> What's your? Do you have a routine? Do you pray every day? Do you pray... Before meals, um, is your are you do you follow like some form of like Catholicism? Do you like Buddha, Christianity? Do you, is there parts that you <clears throat> pull from from everywhere? Talk to me about it. So, I grew up mm-hmm. in like a mixture of religion. Yeah. I would go to my dad's house, and on Sundays we would read the Bible, but I didn't know what I was. I didn't know what I was doing. I mm-hmm. didn't know what religion I was practicing. I just knew that on Sundays we read, we picked a part of the Bible mm-hmm. and we read it out loud. Cool. And I chose a Psalm every time because mm-hmm. it was the shortest part. There was like a little, like the shortest part, but with the most information, you know, yeah. like it was like a little poem and I was like, Ooh, I'm going to pick a poem every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with my mom, we would go to Catholic church for holidays and, and, 
and like uh, Ash Wednesday and stuff like that. I never did that. I just wanted to no. get a little fucking tat. Yeah. Um. So I never really knew my religion, but I always said Catholic. And then when I got into my late teens, early twenties, I said absolutely not. I don't believe in anything. There's no such thing as God. There's no such thing as like all this stuff. Um. I hate it. I hated it so much because I was in a very dark part of my life. And all this bad stuff was happening to me. And I was telling myself, if all this bad stuff can happen to me, there's no such thing as this God that people are, are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, where yet, though? <laughs> where yet? And then I, this is, the, I always tell this part of the story, but when I was joining the Navy, I had to go take a test. And it's called the ASVAB. I'm sure you guys know about it, but you have to score a certain score in order to qualify for a job. And I knew the score I had to score was above a 50 or something like that to get a really good job that was other than a cook or some, some uh, like job that wasn't great, you know. Um, so I was, uh, I was just in the, in the van going to take my test with my recruiter and some other people that were joining the Navy. And I was looking out the window. I was like, you know what? If there's a God, and I was like, okay, God, if you're listening to me right now, I want to score between a 60 and a 70. And I was like, no no way that's going to work, but let's just see. Mm. And so I take my test, everything's said and done. It was super fucking hard. And then I get my results instantly, and it was a 67. And I was like, holy shit. It's between a 60 and a 70, and it's a 67. And I was like, okay, cool. I believe in God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start praying. It's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just started praying. And um, every day when I was on my first deployment that had to be about – two to three months or maybe six months after that whole story um i started to pray to god every night Mm. before i went to bed and i would just say the same thing thank you god for another beautiful day and then go into my prayer and since that since that whole 67 story i've just developed a concept of god that is very personal to me and i don't say any of this to say it matter-of-factly at all i i think that in my personal opinion, I think that God is very individual, mm-hmm. um, kind of like when you l- when you hear your voice on a, like on a recording and you're like, oh, that's what everyone else is hearing. It's kind of like God isn't the same image in every single person's mind. Damn, you know, that's you know? slapped. Yeah, <laughs> because that. I think that everyone sees different features on God. Everyone, it's, he's either an actual human being, mm-hmm. and if he is a human being, to 50 people they then he has a different nose he has a different eyes you know Mm -hmm. um but me my god i don't see an image i really don't Mm -mm. um and my god only serves me and i know that sounds very narcissistic and i've always said that to myself like janessa you're a narcissist to even think this Mm -hmm. um but i do i think that i think that we all have individual gods i don't know Mm -hmm. you believe what you want to believe well you know i'm with you because we all have our own individual belief it's all very different than other people's right it's not like i'm the only one that has a connection with god nobody else does that is more narcissistic yeah and maybe that's what my interpretation is is that since everyone's connection with god is so different then we all must have our own individual one you know Mm -hmm. so i don't believe 
I'm sorry if like this an offends you, friend, yeah. but I don't believe in the Bible. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think that something like that should rule my life and I should follow something. I respect the people that do follow Bibles and, and have like this list of rules that they abide by, but mm-hmm. that's not how I see my religion. It's very, um, give and take, and it's very rewarding and effortless and free eternal like it goes on forever and it's just like this spinning relationship between me and my god i don't know if i don't know if it's an angel i don't know Mm -hmm. if it's a god like i don't know if it's the universe you know it's just some being Mm -hmm. is just me and that thing just going on for eternity Mm -hmm. and we serve each other and i think that's very important in a relationship because just as communication and spending quality time and all these things that we do with each other and with mm-hmm. the people that we love, that is also with our God, you know? Mm-hmm. So if we have this meaningful relationship, then you're always giving and I'm always giving and you're always going to take from me and I'm always going to take from you. And I think that's really beautiful to have in a relationship because mm-hmm. it should never be, um, take, 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 right. Take, take, take. I'm yeah, taking from my God. Every my God has to take from me and mm-hmm. take away my pain take away my sorrow take away things that i'm looking forward to mm-hmm. because you never know how that's going to serve you in the future you know yeah nice dude yeah that's Fucking my god right. that's shout my out god, to my god son. <laughs> nice what do you believe i and what's funny is um i asked you this question yeah when i i think i got back from deployment when we really started to hit it off and i was like um do you believe in God or something? I forgot what you said, but then you just started to look out the window and I was like, oh shit. You hit me hard. (laughs) You were like looking out the window for like 30 minutes and Mm -hmm. then came back and was like, you know what? Actually, this is what I believe. Yeah. So I just had to go in because it always changes, right? Right. Um, Here's something that I wrote. I just realized to bring this up. Um, This is not that long ago, three years ago um, at one in the morning, April 25th. I said, I believe that my God or higher power gave me my own world. For example, he, she, it, whatever it may be, handed me a white marble and a very specific amount of paint. That marble is our own little world. That specific amount of paint God has given to me is the amount of time I shall spend in this world, unknown to me. Through our early experiences and perception of what life is, we acquire what size brushes we will use to paint this marble. What we create on this marble is in our hands. The color, the texture, the pattern, etc., are all for us to create. The tricky part is that we never know how much paint we have left. This is how we learn to use sparingly, to use this paint on things that we feel are important to us. And when the bucket becomes empty, we leave, be- we leave behind the very thing that we created, our own world. What God gives me is opportunity. And that's what I ask for every night. I ask God for opportunity every single night. I say, first of all, thank you for the opportunity um, to like wake up today uh, to work the job I do, uh, trying to help others and trying to serve others. Thank you for this beautiful relationship, animals. You know, I just, I, I think Touch it's everything. Yeah. I think I used to, when I first got sober out of fear, think God was responsible. If I bumped into a knife and it fell off the table, I'd be like, what's God trying to tell me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and I got really, uh, obsessive and like weird fear, and then it became this uh, ritualistic and superstition relationship more than it was a fear. true. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It was fear based and then it morphed into a superstition. Like I had 
the exact same prayer that I would do, but fill in different people. And like, I said it to my friend Ella once, shouts out to Ella. And she was like, dude, that's like a lot every mm-hmm. night. And she was like, and it kind of sounds more superstitious than anything. And like, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I have a question. Do yeah. you think that this has anything to do with OCD? Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I think, um, uh, like how deeply I like abide by superstition, um, which is funny cause I'm learning with fishing right now. Like there's no superstition that's gonna, you know, mm-hmm. but I was always very superstitious growing up. You know, I think my mom was very superstitious. Um, like I straight up would not touch a white lighter until I was like 18. Really? Yeah. Wow. I remember one time I used one and I got arrested that night for the first time and I was like, oh, the lighter. Fucker. Wasn't the fact that I drank a bottle of vodka in nine minutes and was like showing off in front of these two girls and got arrested. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it couldn't have been that. It was the white lighter. Um, but so, yeah, my relationship with God has changed and it's simplifying over time. Like, oh, wow. It used to be so complex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like I would think because of its complexity that I had this deeper spiritual meaning and deeper connection. When in reality, that was probably just like my own ego trying to make me feel more enlightened, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. It's just simple. It's mm-hmm. it's God gives me opportunity. Um and like I said, whether that be to serve people, God gives me t- um, time and space to serve myself. Uh, and, and like you said, it, it's got to be very give and take. Uh, I used to always, always ask, like, God, show me a sign. Like I said, very superstitious. Like, so early sobriety, um, the first time I prayed sober, I was in uh, rehab. And I was like two weeks in. And my original intentions were to move back home. And I had a girlfriend at the time. We've talked about that. Um, I say that because I don't want to say her name, but you know who I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. I had a girlfriend. um, I had a good welding job. And I was going to go home and keep drinking. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I'm just going to go get off the perkies. You know, because I was was bad. I was real bad. (laughs) But um, So I'm in there. I'm starting to learn a lot about alcoholism. And I'm starting to feel like a little intuition shift like i don't think me and booze are getting a good match yeah uh and so i'm in rehab and they're like hey um what's your aftercare plan and i was like go home rip it up with the fellas and hump my girlfriend essentially is like where where was my my way of thinking and she was like uh there's this there's a sober house in portland maine and like are you familiar sober houses i was like yeah i'm not fucking go into a sober house you know and so she said that there is a special like they're a couple hundred bucks off the sober house in portland which is like a rare thing and they've had like people go there and stuff like that and she was like you know what i really think you should pray about it and i was like hmm. okay hmm. yeah i mean sure and so i i didn't know what to do but so i took my aa book my my big book Got on my knees and like held it, and I was like, "God, um, I don't really know what to do. I know what I want to do, and I know that that gets me in trouble." I was like, "So if you could show me something that tells me to go in that opposite direction and move to Portland, and then show me, like I'm open to it." And probably like this was like, I went and prayed immediately after she told me. It was probably like five o'clock uh, at night, and then I went. Out, whatever, did my thing. I was smoking a cigarette at like 1 a.m. I used to crank Marb Reds at rehab. I used to fucking 
jerk off and smoke cigarettes at rehab. That's all I did. And learn a lot, but, uh, and cry. So it was like the best time ever. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm out at this gazebo. This rehab is out in the woods, very secluded, like beautiful. Like I would go there for a vacation. You know what I mean? The place was amazing. And so I'm in this gazebo, I'm cranking a heater and, um, I hear this like, pitch black and I hear like this air moving noise. You know what I mean? I was like, what the fuck is that? And I kind of like look over my shoulder and this massive owl just flies right next to my head and glides like this along this in like entire field wow. and just lands out in front of me. Yeah. And for some reason in that moment, I was like, I'm moving to Portland, Maine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, oh my God, that's God. I just like felt a shift in decision making. Mm -hmm. And then from that point forward, I started to really associate connecting to God is when I'm in nature the most. And so like fishing or doing anything outside, even like golf, sometimes you're in the woods, but anything outdoors, you know, really, really, I feel really connected to God. And so that, that was kind of how I started. And then it got superstitious and I'd be like, all right, I want to move here. God, show me a sign to move here. <laughs> and then like, if I saw like LA on a license plate, I'm like, it's destiny. Yeah. Like I need to, and I, I lived by that. I lived by superstitious prayer and, and really, and I was going to laugh because it sounded like both of our prayers to get us into like spirituality and into God were result based, which now I don't like result based prayer. I don't, I don't ask God, God, please let me wake up and, uh, like, have like make more money tomorrow or do this right. or do that right. wow. i thank god yeah. for opportunity and i ask for i ask for another opportunity and it's it's not very specific you know mm -hmm. it's just broad because mm -hmm. every day when we wake up and like we open up our eyes that's an opportunity you mm -hmm. know what i mean and mm -hmm. i know people have different circumstances and stuff like that and it's harder for some people to see but it really is. It's like every single time that you wake up, you have an opportunity to do, to paint that marble, to create the way you want to create, to see what kind of strokes you want to leave. Because what we're doing is we're, we're just working. We're just grinding. I definitely you know? do still result-based prayers sometimes. Mm -hmm. When, when I'm that. like down super bad. Of course. And mm -hmm. I just can't see a way out. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what to do. I don't have any like any idea, mm -hmm. any like advice to give myself. And then I go and then I pr like that night. <laughs> well, if it's really, if I'm really, really down bad, I'll get on my knees. Like I, every night mm -hmm. I don't get on my knees and pray. I lay in bed. Before. Which I find funny. Why? Because why does it take, and I'm not, I, I don't get on. And so I think about this when I go to bed, I'm like, fuck, I used to pray on my knees every night. Cause it is, it's a sign of being humble. It's a sign mm -hmm. of uh, of being humble every night. It's an admission of, of mm -hmm. humbleness every mm -hmm. single night mm -hmm. to the greater power that yeah. is whatever your God yeah. is, right? So why is it when only things get so bad? Does it because mean I more? Because I think, in, uh, as I'm thinking about this, mm -hmm. I never have thought about this before, but mm -hmm. I think when I'm laying in bed every night, to asking, like just praying to God regular prayers, mm -hmm. I just think about how... Say our relationship, you know, yeah. w when we are getting along really well, our communication's on point, nothing bad is mm -hmm. like going on, no arguments or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We're just very in the flow, in the mm -hmm. flow, in the flow. But when it gets to a point where we are disagreeing, not communicating or not 
connecting yeah. on a really deep level yeah. we try even harder to make those connections yeah, yeah. we try over communicating you, communi- you know and i think that's up, the yeah. same piece with god is like mm-hmm. you have this casual relationship where you well, where i lay in bed and talk to him every night and it's mm-hmm. like your your homie you know like mm-hmm. your friend whatever Chop it up. Yeah. but when you're really when i'm really really down bad mm-hmm. i will go to my knees and be like god Bro, really crying you know yeah, like scoop me up I'll do anything. I'll do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like that. And that's why I say from the beginning, like, my God is like, I, I have a relationship, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out one thing you said, like, so we all have our own individual God. Right. And I support your belief in of that. Of course, yeah, yeah. But I don't necessarily agree. And that's okay. My opinion is that um, I think we get, or maybe I, I don't know Wait, if I disagree. Hold I think on, let you've me, said this. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You said this. This fires me yeah, up. Yeah, it's not about how or where it derives from, or like if you're reading from the Bible, or if you're reading from a different book, you're into Buddhism, Catholicism, Christianity. It doesn't matter where we get so caught up and so divided, especially when it comes to religion, mm-hmm. overprotective. Uh, if you're not doing it this way, it's incorrect. Mm-hmm. It's just very cut and dry. And again. Something like God, spirituality that is like essentially incomprehensible to our minds, like it's not that simple. And so like as long as you're practicing and trying to have a healthy relationship or if you don't, then who gives a fuck? But I'm just saying if you are into it, um, like we get so caught up on that. We argue about what it is and how we're doing it. What's factual. But Mm -hmm. it's just about the practice of doing it. It's not how you get there or what book you're reading from. And people we get separated by that fact mm-hmm. like no, no, i do this you do that and if you don't then you're wrong and don't come here and don't talk to it and it's like but imagine the like connection that we could all have just be like word you know what yeah. i mean your path to your relationship with with god universe whatever mother earth is this way and mine's this way but we're all trying to get better right, right. and like there's a lot of unity in that but i feel like we can't get there and no. i think that real quick is when ego gets involved Mm -hmm. with religion spirituality when the ego gets in and you're trying to point fingers and say someone's wrong for the way they do it then you're missing the boat you know what i mean the boat sailed bro Mm -hmm. you're fucking Mm -hmm. you're you know so Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's important you're not you're no longer serving god no you're you're serving serving yourself yourself. exactly 100 percent. and that's where you get in trouble when my connection with god is is going poor is when i'm only thinking about myself Mm -hmm. a lot of um like uh reaction based or like result based prayer uh because essentially like because i'm just trying to control and control Mm -hmm. and those things really struggle i wish we had more time we got to jump into a break because we could talk about this for (laughs) For three hours which is surprising because i was like aliens at some point yeah yeah (laughs) we'll go in deep (laughs) but i i bumped into a gentleman today um who i loved and i strive to be as cool as him when i'm a grandpa he was like a young i don't know if he was even a younger grandpa but he had like this dope turquoise yeah just turquoise bucket hat big smile and like i he didn't have the the bait that everyone's catching it on so i went over and gave him one and he was like for me i was like yeah he goes that's cool man that's real cool he's like i love that I yeah. love that. What's your name? And like, we got into it. 
for like 25 minutes. We just chopped it up. We talked about God, spirituality. He mentioned some stuff about Christianity that he pulls from and like the Holy Trinity. And then like some things that click, like you learn about things and you might have fear or opinions essentially. And then as you get older, things just all start to fall into place and make more sense. And he Mm -hmm. was like, when I had a son and then he had a son, and like I wa- I looked at all three of us one time and he was like, and then things just start to click. Like mm-hmm. as I'm getting older, mm-hmm. you know, he was real relaxed, dude. Real fucking, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> you weren't talking to him for 10 hours. For, yeah. Forever. <laughs> I was like, what's up, bro? Like, let's go eat some steak. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's have some steak, you know, talk this out. Yeah. But he was cool. Yeah. Let's get to the break. Yeah. Um, our ad today. Oh, our ad. We didn't have an ad last week because no. something happened with the audio. Yeah, but... we, we cut out. I think, um. It should be just brought to you by by God, by the universe, Shout by out to uh, God. Mother Earth. Yeah, thanks for letting us. Whatever you believe in, even if you don't believe in God. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to that. Which I think is funny because if you're so uh, so deeply into believing that you don't believe in something, that in itself is a belief. Something to think Ooh. about. Um, we'll be back after the break. Thank yes. you, guys. We're back. We're back. Holla at me. Dan said that we're going to become youth pastors. Yeah. And um, Listen, kids. <laughs> No, we're not. No, we were talking about every, like when we have a break, we kind of, we just drink some water, catch up on a breath because we get fired up. And I always ask, I'm like, how do you, what do you think? How's the first half? You know, and we kind of just break it down. If there's anything that needs to be worked on or if you really liked it. And Janessa said she really liked this. I was like, yeah, we went deep on God. And I was like, watch next week. We're going to show up like all dressed up and just be youth pastors. (laughs) Let's talk about I only know um, the the energy. (laughs) The energy, (laughs) I only know what youth pastors are like mm-hmm. because of the internet. Yeah. I never seen a youth pastor in real life. I um dude, one of my favorite videos on Instagram is this kid and he's like sorry. Um is this kid and he was like youth pastors be like and he's at Best Buy and he he walks up. He said, "Do you know what the phone chargers are?" And uh, he goes, "Yeah, aisle 17." And the guy goes, "I think it's funny." Let's it get really quiet. Yeah. That these devices, if they die, we're so quick to go find a, a, a charger. But what do we do when we need a charge? Yeah. And he goes, it's like a four minute skit. Dude, they're so good. It's good. Even like Damn, I all gotta of... make a TikTok and let some of these characters out. I'm telling out. you, you would, yeah. you would make it killer. I mean, that's that guy's character, but I'll bite it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll bite that shit. Um, you were going to ask me a question. Oh, oh, this is just an off-the-cuff yeah, question. I know. I In this relationship, it. have you ever like looked at me and been like, oh, he might be back on drugs? No. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I had... Holy shit, dude. I was no. not. That was like the last question I ever expected. Really? No, yeah. Why are you so red? Huh? Because I was nervous. I was nervous. I'm, I'm like a... No, I've never mm-hmm. thought that. Never. Okay, good. Because I am. Never. Oh, <laughs> so... No, no. no not drugs like not even alcohol mm, cool well alcohol you would know yeah but yeah i would know mm-hmm. but like i know that every day you choose not to do those things yeah. well the reason why i asked like we were like looking uh i get like wicked guilty uh sometimes when like people make strong eye contact with me yeah because uh, my dad used to be like looking at me and when i was in sobriety i was working three jobs one time and I was fucking exhausted, and he showed up out of nowhere with his girlfriend, just like on a whim. I was like, "Hey, we're in Portland, come to dinner or something like that." I was like, "You were bent?" I, I think it was no, I wasn't bent. Oh, okay. hey, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> um, I was. Uh, 
was newly like sober and I was just hustling, you know, yeah. working. I was a year in. Oh, and I was cool. very protective about it and yeah. like very passionate, very happy and very proud. Wow. And uh, I saw him. And as soon as I got there, he was like, you fucked up right now? <laughs> Holy shit. I was like, bro, you just showed up two states over unannounced. Like I'm working three jobs. I just like, it's like my one night off. I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm beat. My eye, I'm just like, no, dude. I was like trying to take a nap. I have the one night off. Before I go work, like he just pop up on me and ask me how I fucked up, and I literally was like so exhausted that I just looked at him and like looked at his girlfriend. I was like, "You fucking kidding me?" And he was like, "Well, what kind of answer is that?" He was like, "You gotta be fucked up." And I just like I was like, "You know what, dude?" Like I was like, "I work too hard to like because I, I the first year is like I was hard for me to stay sober and want to stay really? sober. I wanted to go home. I wanted to drink so fucking bad. I was twenty two. I wanted to go party with my friends. It's midsummer. Everyone's getting fucked up at the bars. Everyone's now 21, like young adults. They have more independence. The parties are different. Everyone's Snapchatting, Instagramming me, stuff like that. I'm working fucking three jobs. Like I'm working till three in the morning, you know? And so I was just like, I was like, I don't have time for this. You know what I mean? And I like, I kind of big dogged him by accident and he did not respond well. And I was like, so fuck this. And like, and if you want to ask me that question, you know, I was like, then I'm out. And he like responded poorly and I dipped and I was like, word, I'm out. And I went home. I think I like cried on the way home because my, my dad being proud of me. Is that kind of like when people question your sobriety, is it like a slap in the face almost? No, not anymore. No. Not anymore. It's, I don't give a fuck. When's the last time someone questioned your sobriety? Um... Probably around the same time my dad oh, wow. did. Yeah, okay. for the most part. Because, I mean, realistically, you just ask me. Like, I'm an open book. Like, I don't, I don't get offended if you're like... You, like, I, I would... Some people still don't know that I'm, like, sober, sober. You know? Like, people probably think I'm... And maybe this is me and my own perception of self and overthinking and giving too much credit to, like, people thinking of me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, but I would be surprised... It'd be surprising if, like... I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> okay. I don't want to give I don't wanna give energy it's to it. Struggle best. But so yeah, hold oh, on real okay. quick. I want to finish up. What were, um about the eye thing and yeah. where that question came from? Because my dad would always do that. He did it to my sister, not really to my brother. Um, and so when you, you we like made eye contact earlier, and I I felt like a guilt and a shame and like a suspicion. I was like, damn it. I, I just like felt squirrely. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, damn. I wonder if she's ever thought like looked at me and been like, oh, his eyes look a little fucked up. You know? No, never. Yeah. Okay, never. cool. Nice. Yeah, struggle bus. Hey. Struggle bus. Beep, beep. Bada bing, bada boom. know what struggle bus is. Oh, my God. And we have to tell them about Micah. The struggle bus yeah. is um, something that we were talking about. And it's just we're going to talk about what we're struggling with, uh, why we're struggling with it. And that's us on the bus and how we intend to get off the bus. Uh, and we're going to sprinkle in a little gratitude piece to it. We're going to steal that from our friend Micah and uh, our, my buddy Jacob, uh, our friends on the East Coast. My bestie. Bestie. They, uh, which I enjoy. And so Micah reached out. She sends me these um, like long audio clips. She doesn't text. And I love that because yeah. it's fired yeah. up. Dude, I bump I it in my car. Audio. Love uh, audio clips. Yeah. Micah, never change. Um, sent this beautiful thing and she was like, it's funny you guys are doing that because Jacob and I were coming up with this thing, this like kind of concept and it was, um, cast, catch, release, right? And it was like, you cast, what was it? Gratitude 
or let go. Essentially, it's a different variation of the struggle bus. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. And they introduced the gratitude piece to it. And then, but it was essentially like something you're struggling with. You talk to each other about it. And then you're going to talk about want. how to, yeah, yeah. How to uh, a goal that you want outside of that. Yeah. And then some, some sort of gratitude. Yeah. So theirs is catch and release. And ours is the struggle bus. And it's like, I, I just think it's funny how it's like we're both kind but, of circling the same yeah, thing. Yeah, and I love that she sent that to you. Mm-hmm. And she said those things because mm-hmm. after you sent it to me and I was listening to it, I was yeah. at work and I was like tearing up yeah. hearing somebody else say my name so many times, yeah. like acknowledging my presence and acknowledging that I'm also a part of the conversation. Oh, yeah, you know? 100%. It's just so special to me that like so many people in your life mm-hmm. have made their way into my life mm-hmm. and we we share like these very beautiful relationships with these people mm-hmm. and same for people in my life, you know, and they, they, it's just a really cool thing. Yeah. It's a good collab. Lincoln yeah. bill, bro. <laughs> Lincoln bill. But yeah, so, struggle, struggle bus. bus. I'll go first. Yeah. Hit me I know, with I know I gotta, my struggle bus. I got to marinate mine, I think. Um, so lately I've been struggling with, um, s- not spreading myself too thin, but I have found this hobby, this kind of passion project that I've been working on, mm-hmm. and it is so much fun for me to to do it and to mm-hmm. work on it, but I have an immense amount of guilt attached to it mm-hmm. because we share this hobby and this passion project that I feel like I'm not putting the same energy into it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so when I go to order things or when I go to make a post on Instagram, there's always this little fleck of guilt because I'm not doing that for here now because, (laughs) because with the podcast, it's really hard for me to figure out how to, how to market it and advertise it and be active with it because the brand is us. It's, it's just Jan and Dan and the things that we talk about, you Mm know, but with, my jewelry and stuff, it's a product. So I see it from like a third person point of view almost where Mm -hmm. I don't have to like pose or do anything outside of myself. I just make my little jewelries and I just post them or like go on and make little infographics about them. But it's really, really fun. So it's hard to feel like I'm not ignoring our thing. Yeah. I just think it's one of those things where – just outside perspective is really nice you Mm -hmm. know sometimes uh you edit our podcast for hours Mm -hmm. every sunday Mm -hmm. you schedule releasing it you designed the while i was working on all the merch i just threw that in there because i was working hard (laughs) too um i was doing the merch side of things and you were doing the design side of things you updated all of our graphics all of our text we have a post for store you know what i mean and so i think it's just two it's two different things you're we're creating uh, this is a product too. I want to say that, you know what I mean? Like essentially it, it, in my mind, at least it is a product. Uh, and I have ways that I would like to market it. And I told you like, I'll take the wheel. We get our bread up a little bit and I have some ideas. And so we'll do that. Uh, but coming back to you, um, your work that you've, you did a lot of work that is getting used over and over, but you're not like consistently doing mm-hmm. it's work that's finished that you grinded to do. And now it's being used. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's different. Yeah, it's different true. results. You With bracelets, you don't just make one and then get to use it every week. And be like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> you have to make multiple. You mm-hmm. have to sit, commit a lot of time to it. You're building something with your hands. Whereas the work that you did for the podcast on the like social media side of things, 
is long-term use mm. so it's mm. that just maybe a different yeah. different titillation yeah. in the brain so i guess that's how i can get off the bus mm-hmm. is yeah. by shifting my perspective <laughs> and being also, grateful yeah um i feel like it always give yourself some fucking credit <laughs> dude yeah i always tell you that shit yeah, always yeah. give yourself some, cr- yeah. some credit you edit every sunday you sit there and it's not like i mean we're still new to it so it's not like it's mad fun like it's a stressful <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean dude, like, it's so fucking while annoying. it's uploading while the video's uploading janessa can't move she's like sits in the office and just like well now that you're building making bracelets you're like making yeah. while it's waiting but like the first one or two i feel yeah. like it was like because it's so fucking annoying that mm-hmm. I can't <laughs> I can't do anything else until this task is done. That's mm-hmm. just how my mind works. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So I'm like, uh, like sitting there at the computer, like, oh, there's a lot. There's laundry that should be folded. There's mm-hmm. this that could be done. No, I'm just going to wait, you know. I know we talked about that. Just let me do it. And I do better with uh, verbaliza- verbalization. I do better when like bitch get up yeah just like hey can you do this yep you know what i mean yep especially if like there is laundry to be done or there's a couple like and a couple dishes and like some stuff laying around i get like i'm like i don't know what to do first (laughs) you know what i mean i'm like my adhd or add is like i could do this what's your struggle bus um or what are you on the struggle bus for oh you gotta hit it with a gratitude piece Oh, yeah. In your struggle and what you're trying to do, what is there? There's also gratitude in there, right? I'm just grateful that people like the things that I like. Mm-hmm. I think I, one of my friends, Nora, reached out to me and was like, hey, I want a bracelet. Just let me know however much. And I was like, really? Mm-hmm. She was like, why are you surprised? Mm-hmm. And I was like, because I just don't expect people to like the things that I, I do. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a great non expectation. Oh, to really? Have. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm just grateful that people enjoy the things that I like. Mm hmm. On the to share, share that, share that, um, that to share that moment mm-hmm. or share that thing, you mm-hmm. know. Cool, nice. Um, my struggle bus. I got, I got a two piecer. Um, you got two seats on the struggle bus. Yeah, I got two tickets. Uh, <laughs> one is tobacco consumption right oh, wow. now is all time high. All time high. All time high. A uh, lot of fishing, a lot of outdoors, and like for me, that's like. Uh, which I'm back on the coffee too, which I'm enjoying. Uh, and so a lot of tobacco, just a lot of tobacco right now. My mouth hurts. My heart burns horrible. Um, financial side of things. It's always not fun to look back and be like, (laughs) so tobacco, uh, the way to do that is to just be a mature adult and set boundaries and follow them and be impeccable with my word to myself. And there you go. And as we speak, I got a little, uh, a little nicotine are going here. And so uh, the other one is fucking. Do you think? Yeah, where are you going? Check to see if it's still Why? You don't think it's not? Huh? We never recorded past an hour. So my struggle bus is that uh, overthinking. I overthink so much, and I get when I get out of routine, I have so many intrusive thoughts. Uh, and so, like, lately. Uh, when I when I get like excited about something and I work really hard and I put a lot of time in, I start to get intrusive thoughts about uh, being manic. You know what I mean? It's like and like it just puts me back on the couch, like wanting to go do stuff. You mm-hmm. know? And so 
like now that I'm getting up so early and changing routine, my intrusive thoughts just go fucking zoo until I adjust to that routine. And then uh, what I need to get better at is not ruminating on them, you know, and not like just be more mindful and let them let them pass, essentially, uh, because sometimes they can hit me and then they can cause me to overthink, you know, and I'm like not like comparing it to other people, but like I'm going fishing with other people mostly every time I'm out there fishing. And that's been a relief for me to be like, dude, like it's just help more helpful. I'm like, dude, like if I am ruminating, I'm just like, dude, you're out here fishing. There's 20 people out here every day. Does that mean that there's something wrong with them too? Because Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to find some unity in that. Um, And then, yeah, just overthinking. I think just, just overthinking. I'm a very um, nonstop, like, I feel like a little, like, I told you this, I get like a little crab in my brain that just like spins things around in its claws, like, and, uh, crab's been, crab's been ripping a little bit lately just cause I'm in a new routine. That's part of the, that was the major thing. The, uh, psychologist told me when I got diagnosed with the OCD and everything, he was like, routine is going to be so important. Sleep is going to be very important. And combine those things, a sleep routine is like mm-hmm. everything, you know? And, uh, so once I shift those things up, the, there's some turbulence for a while until it adjusts and I settle in. So just in the settling period, um, gratitude piece is just, uh, though I've been like a little bit tired, like I'm dude, talk about the greatest way to start your day is to be outside next to the ocean for two hours instead of like waking up, chugging a cup of coffee putting a nicotine pouch in and then just ripping anxiety from 8.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. until I eat lunch. Like, that's how I used to start my day. I, I, I It was just not healthy for me, I felt like. And so now I wake up 5.30, 6 a.m. I go for a short drive with either like a little podcast to get my mind moving a little bit. Um, and then I'm outside. And I'm standing in the ocean. I got like salt water bouncing off my hands. I have like the most beautiful air. The water's calm. Everybody around me there is calm. And so I'm very grateful for that. It's just like, uh, how, what else can you do? You know? Um, and the overthinky and all the mind stuff is always, um, getting better and just being more um I, I hate to go back and say consistent again but consistency with yeah, uh meditation huge. and like yoga and my stretches and like whatever i need to do to to better my mental health so love that love that we got one more segment we got to finish up dude, dude i know i'm getting so sleepy um we had a walk in the park see yeah tell them what walk walk in the walk see in the park scene walk in the park scene <laughs> walking the parksy is our homie uh our homie uh brandon parks full government again sorry about that brandon our buddy uh parksy from the east coast he sends us in questions thoughts concerns uh fun facts anything like that youtube clip to watch and to talk and he said this week do you have any core memories can you think of any and is there a really important one I would say my earliest memory 
that I can remember. I don't have many from when I was young until like about nine, ten, and then they kick in. But prior to that, I don't. It's just I can't find them. But there was one when my dad. I was in a diaper. This one is like what the fuck doof, in a into diaper. My head. Yeah, uh, my dad was cutting down this massive tree in our backyard, and I remember my brother like moving around the trees, him being like on his feet and being more active. And I remember being a young kid just sitting on this massive tree that was cut down. My dad was just doing man shit, like chopping this massive tree down by himself, cutting it and breaking it down. I just remember that day. I remember really? the smell of that day. I remember tree sap on me, like being a young kid. Yep. Yeah. That was like my, that's like my first memory. Yeah. Another core memory I have is that my dad's smell. Hmm. growing up uh my dad's smell was is like something that like i'll always remember like when he was like working hard or something you know giving off his his man stink i remember that yeah core memory is definitely have I think to do my, my earliest dad. memory has to be before preschool or preschool i think mine is preschool mm-hmm. yeah i remember saying like saying the pledge of allegiance at my preschool graduation i remember running around with my best friend i remember (gasps) i remember in preschool sorry for all the side noises and squeaks everyone my ass um i remember one day my teacher was like out sick or something so all the kids from her her class were like dispersed to other classrooms or is probably three other classrooms and when I got to school they had me sign in and everything my dad was right next to me and they're like hey Miss Annette's not here today you're gonna have to choose between these three teachers whose class do you want to go to and one of the teachers was standing right there looking at me and in my head at a preschool age I was like I don't want to hurt her feelings and choose the class I really want to go to mm-hmm. so I'm just going to go to her class mm-hmm. and it was so fucking boring people pleasing from from, from, the, the, from jump, the sandbox dude, from yeah. the jump. and it was not all my best friends were in that other class they had like playtime mm-hmm. and they were doing fun shit and I Bro, was in there but listen you don't know if like that would have been the straw across the camel's back for that teacher right. he's like if this little sweetheart of a girl doesn't want to be in my class then obviously I'm a piece of shit. And I'm going to kick her in her face. No, not hurt you, but maybe oh, he yeah. was working through something. Maybe you showed yeah. up. You yeah, know? Maybe I did. Maybe right. you pulled up and you hopped out. You made yeah. it look sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but a core memory. I think mm-hmm. I have a lot of core memories. Like memories just, just hold a lot of weight for me you have as an a important, child. Give me one important one. We got to wrap one up. I love one, you. I'm not trying yeah. to rush you. But. Yeah. One important one is when I was in second grade. Second grade. Um, and I wrote an essay about a gorilla and my second grade teacher, Fuck yeah. <laughs> my second grade teacher was just over the moon with my essay. She told my mom how great it was. And from that point on, I was just convinced that I was a great writer and yeah. I was going to be this writer, you know? And I think that's important to know because I didn't know that. Yeah. What the fuck? You yeah. are a good writer. Thanks. Nice. Yeah, yeah. She, she was just going on about that. And, yeah. um, I just think it's important to talk to people mm-hmm. how you see them mm-hmm. because they will really live up to those, to those words. You know, mm-hmm. if I tell you, you're so beautiful, you're so mm-hmm. kind, you're so smart. It's because I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you'll start to live that way mm-hmm. and it'll serve both of us. Yeah. Serve me, beat. Serve me. That's it. Okay. Cool. Are we done? I like what the word, uh, titillate. What is that? To like spark interest, to like 
mm, pull out your strings, titillate, to titillate, to be titillated is like interested. Titillate, energy, titillate, titillate, titillate. <laughs> Anyways, bye guys. We love you guys. Episode three, three in, the in the books. Listen, share that shit. Share it. Comment We're down below. We're getting some feedback though. We're getting some feedback. Yeah, so much. Yeah, comment in the comments. Just say hi or say oh, something like if you want to sniff that. our toes or get something. Get that. Yeah, say some weird shit. Whatever. Yeah. Get that YouTube popping off. Please. <laughs> Fuck. Come on, guys. You know? God. We'll, we'll share the wealth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, bye. I ain't got much bread, but yeah. Love you guys. <laughs>